0: On today's show, we have Nurse Georgie talking about how to de-stress when you can't actually lessen your life or workload. She is a registered nurse and a certified nutritionist. She takes a holistic and integrative approach to health, educating clients on how to shape their bodies, biochemistry, and lifestyle in a way that facilitates higher level health. She is a detoxification and cleanse specialist and designs health and wellness programs. And today we talk about the upcoming JH Health Challenge starting next week that you do not want to miss. Want to get amazing insights and perspectives from local health and fitness professionals here in Jackson Hole?
1: This is the podcast for you, and we're your hosts,
0: Dr. Laura Wright
1: and Dr. Parker Hughes.
0: All right, everyone, welcome to Help in the Hole. I am here today with Georgina McNiff, nurse Georgie. She's a registered nurse and a certified nutritionist. Georgie, tell us some about kind of how you got into both of those.
1: Yeah, um, well, so I went to school for scientific and technical communication, um, so basically technical writing, and I graduated from the University of Minnesota, and I ended up um, getting a job at Fortress Investment Bank in the city, and I think at the time it, it, from Minnesota uh no but okay. my family my mom's side is from the midwest so I spent like summers out there and was very familiar with the area and it kind of felt like a second home um and we would always fly into Minneapolis airport to drive out to Wisconsin which is where we where we would hang out in the summer cool. uh, so I I just I just kind of liked it out there it's nice lake life is very relaxing mm-hmm. you know? a lot of similarities to Jackson in terms of just very easy access to outdoor hiking trails. Um, you know, the whole lake situation. So, um, I just loved it out there, but I, uh, I, I went to work at Fortress investment bank. I think I made it like six weeks or eight weeks. I was just, I was miserable working in an office and, I decided to, um, start using a yoga teaching certification that I got in college on the side, just to kind of like do something, um, that I loved while, while going to a job that I didn't. And I loved it so much. I I eventually told my boss I was leaving. I was like, I'm going to leave. And I've decided to become a yoga instructor and personal trainer, (laughs) and he actually asked me if i wanted to um you know take a leave of absence like a mental health leave of absence cuz it's wow. such a it's a great job yeah. and i was i'm out um and i was like nope pretty sure this is what i want to do um and you know my dad who's always been like very supportive of me was like well you know you didn't have to go to college for four years to to do to teach yoga but that's okay like you know everyone has a different path and I started teaching and doing personal training and I, I loved it. And my schedule filled up really fast. And I was so passionate about it um, that I began to look into nutritional education. Um and I got certified as a nutritionist. I think I have at least four, um, four certifications for, for different types of um, specified nutrition. And then after a while, I, I felt um, I started to recognize how beneficial IV therapy was for, for patients who had like GI disorders, who couldn't absorb oral nutrition well, um, patients who really needed quite the boost who'd maybe had cancer or, um, you know, were diabetic and just, I saw kind of how IV therapy could expedite the healing process. Um, and I went back to school to get my nursing license so that I could add IV therapy into the, into the regimen. Um, so I went to sacred heart for nursing school and, um, completed that program um, and that is kind of how I, how, I got, how I got to where I am in terms of education. Um, but I had a lot of health problems in college, and I started working with a functional medicine doctor who was the only doctor who was able to really help me through um, a lot of digestive issues, a lot of food allergies. Um, a lot of energy stuff, insomnia, um, you know, now looking back, I, I realized it was all caused, it was all caused by stress and, and certainly made worse by stress. Um, and just the kind of profound effect that functional medicine and nutrition had on my health when like, I felt like, you know, no, no one else was helping me. And this, this one doctor stepped in and really kind of changed my life. Um, just, just made me want to, um, you know, start helping people in that way with their problems.
0: Okay. So what brought you
1: to Jackson hall then? Oh, uh, okay. So, so I, I got divorced three years ago and, um, I'm 34 and all of a sudden it was like round two in the New York city single scene. And, I just was like, you know what? I think, I think there there's, there's other, other things in life that I would like to be doing. And I, I just took personal inventory and I was like, I love hiking. I love being outdoors. I visit Jackson hole a lot in the winter. Um, and it was, it was just kind of a no brainer that my next step was moving out here because I love, I love it so much. And I felt like you know, uh, New York city is a really special, great place. I was born there, but it was, it got to a point where I just felt I had kind of taken it as, as far as it could go in that, in that part of the country. And I wanted, you know, just better access to fresh air and hiking all and, smoky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know about that part, but I do now. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. And you are at, you're working at a medicine wheel. Are you full-time in Jackson or sometimes in New York?
1: Yeah. So I had an office at medicine wheel, um, for a while and just decided to go fully telehealth and concierge medicine recently. Okay. Um, Yeah. Just because a lot of patients were, were requesting telehealth and concierge due to, due to, um, due to COVID. And so that got easier. And then I, so I do about seven to 10 days a month in New York. And then the rest of the time I'm here in Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk some about the health challenge that you've done before elsewhere. You've done it
0: once here. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah. Um, so in Connecticut and New York, um, I would partner with larger facility, larger gyms, CrossFit gym, um, and different, different types of companies and run community health challenges. And I just, it was an aspect of my job that I loved. It's kind of, um, You know, it's like you go to the office every day and you see patients, but then once or twice a year, you have this like really cool, fun event that spans the course of a few weeks. Um, And it just brings together different people and different businesses. But the focus is, is health and looking at your own health and taking inventory of your own health in a way that's manageable. I've seen some really great health challenges out there, but oftentimes they're so intricate and there's so many moving pieces that you know, patients will kind of bring me the health challenge that they're doing with their friends. And I look at it and I just think, my God, there is no way I could do this. It is, it is like an extra full-time job. So the challenge that I started running that, that we're doing now in Jackson, starting October 7th is I think very easy. So it's basically being a medical, being a provider for yourself, being your own medical provider. So you're charting your water intake. Um, you're charting uh, your sleep, hours of sleep. Um, you're charting recovery if you foam rolled or got a massage or you know, did acupuncture, um, and then you also chart your diet. And so in the diet category is pretty easy. You start with five points a day. And then if you drink alcohol or have any of the foods that are considered non-challenge compliant, you just do a point deduction. Um, and I've just found it's a really easy way for people to assess their overall general wellness and, um, you know, rack up points. And then at the end, we kind of like look at total point tallies, Um, and, and, um, all the judges or panelists, um, who are business owners in Jackson are going to make a decision on the winner, but another aspect of JH health challenge that is incredible is that all, a lot of businesses that are health centered and health focused in Jackson are sponsoring the challenge. And so they're providing sponsor specials. So anyone who's participating in the challenge will get to take advantage of all the specials like we have free, uh, free guest passes at gyms, um, you know, free 20 minute stretch sessions at a personal training studio, um, with healthy being last, uh, last spring offered a percentage discount off of their, you know, smoothies and food. Um, and then we have like so many more really fun, cool specials. Simply health is giving a discount on their lymphatic massage machine. That's really kind of done that. It was really cool (laughs) of (laughs) it. Say what? I said what what did you think of it? I oh, it was tried- it was
0: lovely. I mean, I, I should probably go back. You're supposed to go back for a couple of sessions, but like you're basically wrapped in a big like mummy suit that like slowly compresses you from the feet up and the arms up just to get your lymphatic system flowing. It's got infrared heat as well. I mean, it was it was just a really like awesome sensory experience.
1: So that- Nice. That's great to hear. Yeah. So we, we have, we have um, tons of things like that. Uh, medicine wheel last spring offered a free Beamer mat session for certain micro capillary circulation. So um, I'm excited to hear about your sponsor special. We're um, working on it. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's just a great chance to take three weeks, you know, look at, look at where you're at for your health, make some tweaks and changes that are manageable and easy. You know, we're not, we're not counting calories. We're not, you know, doing anything insane. Um, it's just like a really chill, chill way to look at your health, make some good improvements, support local businesses who, um, you know, support our health on a daily basis in Jackson, and then, you know, uh, support your own health with some fun modalities in the community. And I was saying, it's not a weight
0: loss challenge like a lot of other ones that I see or.
1: No, I I don't really like to focus on weight loss. And especially only in three
0: weeks. So it was like, you can't do very much.
1: I mean, I have my primary program um, at Nurse Georgie Health is a three week jumpstart that that is for weight loss. Um, But I think that this is more of a health challenge. Like, let's look at our water intake. Let's think about if we lose weight as a side effect Fantastic, um, but a lot of people come in with goals like, "Hey, I want to put on muscle. Um, I'm not sleeping. I want to kind of see if if I remove these um, allergens from my diet, if I work out more regularly, um, if I get a massage or two a week, like will will that help me improve my sleep?" Um, and then we're also having healthcare professionals in the community do workshops, which I think is a is a fun, cool aspect. Um, Yoga Shala is going to do a, a workshop. On restorative poses that you can do at home, um, and we have some other really fun stuff coming up as well. So it is more about uh, general health, and, and a lot of people are going to have weight loss as their goal, and that's great. It, it fits right into the right into the whole model, but it's not the, all, all about the weight loss. Awesome! And you said
0: three weeks starting
1: October seventh, October seventh to twenty seventh. Everyone will be done with the health challenge for Halloween. <laughs> so you look great in your
0: Halloween costume. And I'll put, I'll put a link to getting more information in the show notes here. Okay, cool. Perfect. Awesome. So now we're moving into our main topic today. We're talking about stress and kind of how to manage biohack when you have stress in your life or a ton of things to do, but you can't physically, you know, just go on vacation when you still have to kind of grind through it, what you can do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, um, it's so interesting. Just coming from New York, I always thought of New York, as, New Yorkers as, <clears throat> as as like the most stressed. Um, but moving to Jackson and experiencing um, service shortage and working in a in in the service industry and just being maxed out is it, it's a different animal because I think you know people in New York experience stress because there's so much stimulus and volume coming at them. Whereas a lot of us experience stress in Jackson, because like, we're trying to provide services to the community that are, are critical and necessary. And it's, it's, it's a different animal. Um, And I think that, you know, we're business owners and friends and parents and spouses and, um, and there's just so much going on that it's important to have some like, better term, like life hacks or biohacks to bring the stress level down when the work volume, when there's no way to bring the work volume down. Um, and I, this wasn't something I learned until kind of later on in my life, because when I was, you know, 10 years ago, when I was in my mid twenties, you know, telling, telling patients in their fifties, like, Oh, well, you know, you need to like reduce their stress load. They would look at me like I was crazy. And now mm-hmm. that I'm older, um, the first thing that I have found that always falls by the wayside when people get stressed is hydration it seems to just be a complete afterthought like oh I need to drink water or you know you're stressed and the day gets crazy and all of a sudden you notice you're really thirsty well once you're experiencing the sign of thirst you are already dehydrated. Like that's your body, like really telling you like, Hey, now you're very thirsty. Now it's really time to drink water. So we really want to hydrate before, um, thirst comes into play. One of the things that I like to tell my patients is to drink water right when you wake up. Um, I get my patients in the habit of having water by their bedside so that when they wake up in the morning, the first thing they can do is drink it. Um, there's clinical research, a few different studies that I've looked at and read over the past, even over the past year, just to stay current, that half a liter, which is just two glasses, two glasses before breakfast is linked with, or with, is linked with much healthier weight. Um, and there's one study that I read more recently. It was actually a 2016 study, but I think it's just been, been, been recently published. Um, They had a group of 300 women drink half a liter of water every morning for a couple for three months. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in the test group lost three to 6% body weight. And all they did was start drinking water in the morning. Um, Isn't that cool? I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, When you're dehydrated, it can affect the way your blood sugar handles. Um, And when you have blood sugar that's dysregulated, um, it can interact negatively with cortisol and it can potentiate biochemical stress in the body. Um, And so, What I tell my patients and and especially my my patients who are diabetic, like hydration is of the utmost importance because it does have such a positive um, effect on on blood sugar when you're properly hydrated and just in normal average people who don't have any health issues or don't have diabetes. Um, it is very de-stressing to the body to stay hydrated. Um, and uh, you know, when we get stressed, it can slow digestion down. Um, we can have, you know, sluggishness and bowel movements. Um, and so just kind of staying on top of water and keeping everything moving through the body is just a great way to, to de-stress. Um the other thing that I like to talk about is magnesium. Um, so when we're stressed, we tend to burn through minerals, vitamins and minerals at a faster rate. Um, and magnesium is the number one deficient mineral worldwide. Um, and there, is, uh, there are research studies that suggest like up to 80% of Americans could be slightly deficient to very deficient in magnesium. Um, and magnesium has a positive effect on blood sugar. Um, it's a natural muscle relaxant. Um, we know that it's good for our brain health, for bones. Um, and so, you know, taking a magnesium supplement at night is also a great idea. Um, there's one that Whole Foods sells, CVS, Amazon. It's just called Calm, Calm Magnesium. I love you that make- one. Do you? It's good. Yeah, just because you can drink it and it's so much easier to make a habit
0: out of it than like swallowing a big horse pill.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. And, um, and I, I've never actually really read. I never read the, the back until recently of the bottle, like it has all, all this like text. Mm-hmm. It said to mix it with hot water, I was just mix it with regular water. So I decided to mix it with hot water. And I threw a chamomile tea bag in there. And I drank that at night as I was kind of winding down. And it was Really good. So hot water, you know, a tablespoon of calm magnesium with a chamomile tea bag in it is like a, re- a really great way just to kind of de stress at night. Um, and then that brings me to sleep. So um one really interesting thing that um I've I learned at a, a seminar years ago um by a, a doctor out of Houston, Dr. Bob Rurkowski, who's who's a chiropractor. Yes, I know that name for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he's, he's a really cool guy. And um, he was just harping on the um, inverse relationship between cortisol and melatonin. And I never knew that. And he was talking about for like hours how uh, melatonin suppresses cortisol and how when we're born, um, we're not producing any melatonin but by three months of age, we're producing melatonin at thousands of times more than we ever will in our life. And then after three months, which is why babies usually start having better sleep patterns at three months. And after those three months, you have this kind of decline forever <laughs> until you're older, and that's one of the reasons why elderly people don't have great sleep patterns because their their hormonal production just declines naturally as they age, um, and so in my patients who are very stressed, who kind of, um, you know, can't cut back on hours, like cannot take care of their children, can't not be there for their their, their, their friends and their, their spouse. Um, melatonin is a great supplement to take in the evening. Um, and I will actually take it around 7 p.m. if I've had a really stressful day because it's gonna help bring down my cortisol levels earlier. So if I've been running around all day and I'm ramped up and doing a million different things and I know I'm gonna have trouble sleeping, I might take my normal dose of melatonin a little bit earlier. but it's, def- it's definitely not all about supplementation. You can you can raise your melatonin levels naturally without taking a pill or doing anything at all. Um, I was listening to a Stanford sleep researcher on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, and he was talking about, you know we know melatonin um, is our hormone that works with our natural circadian rhythm. And we know that the brain starts producing and releasing melatonin as the sun starts to get lower. And he was just talking about how taking a walk at night when the sun is setting, or you know, if you're having to do work, um, you know, taking taking your work outside, um, or even if there's not a way to do that, if you have to be kind of like desk bound and getting stuff done in the house, just to kind of dim the lights a little bit. You don't have to you know cook dinner in the dark, but but just dimming the lights a little bit will help signal to your brain that night's coming. Slow down. Um, start producing melatonin. And that melatonin production shuts down cortisol production at the level of the adrenal glands. And then you're able to kind of um, decrease stress biochemically. Um, So I thought that was kind of an interesting and fun fact. So hydration, um, magnesium, and then, you know, just really hyper-focusing on sleep and, um, you know, via melatonin taking a supplement or, you know, Turn, dimming your lights down. So you're, you'll naturally produce more, um, are just a couple of really good ways to decrease biochemical stress. You know, when there's not really a way to unload your plate.
0: Very cool. A couple of questions about those. How about in the summer when the sun doesn't set till like 10 PM, is there a way to start stimulating your melatonin production earlier as opposed to, you know, I'm waiting till it's 10 o'clock at night. And then I finally get to, you know, become sleep and then
1: the sun's up at 5.00 AM. <laughs> no kidding. Um, I would say that's a great time to use the strategy that I was talking about earlier of, of starting to take your melatonin at an earlier time. Um, I use a five-hour time release melatonin that I really love. Um, it's tonic C. I think it's it's very easy to purchase online. Um, and uh it, it's just kind of a, a slow release. So I think that's a great idea. Um, you know, turning off the lights in your house isn't certainly gonna be the same in the middle of summer as it is in December, but you know, just having those lights off and then limiting your blue light exposure, right? Like, and I have found that there's a volume relationship with blue lights. So um, my patients who watch TV before bed are perhaps my worst sleepers. Whereas if I have a patient who's like, hey, I try, I try to turn the screens off and not look at screens an hour or two before bedtime, but if they have to check an email or they get an emergency text, they answer it, that seems to not affect sleep as much. So definitely getting off of your electronic devices one to two hours before you wanna to go to bed. And then another thing that I found to be really helpful in terms of lifestyle is um, uh, limiting alcohol because um, alcohol can cause blood sugar swings that really make it difficult to A, fall asleep. But if you can fall asleep, you'll wake up later and it'll be difficult to fall back asleep. Um, And then setting a bedtime routine, kind of signaling to your brain that I go to the bathroom, I wash my face, I go into the kitchen, I make my calm magnesium tea, I say goodnight to my children, you know, or I put my kids to bed and just doing everything in the same order. The body really likes rhythm and consistency in routine. Um, It's very de-stressing to the body. And so if you've had like an insane day and it's summer and the sun's not going to set until 10, but you know, you need to rest because Mm -hmm. it's just time making sure you have a regular routine to fall into doing the same things in the same order every night, regardless of time is a great way to just signal to your body, Hey, it's time to start winding down. Um, and I use that trick in, um, uh, my, my patient base who are executives who used to travel a lot internationally within different time zones that really helps them having, Doing the same thing in the same order before bed, whether they were in Germany or here or Australia, um, was helpful just in terms of bringing the stress level down, signaling to the brain, okay, we're going to start getting ready for bed now.
0: Right. I think it's interesting because we have our daughter on like a bedtime routine to signal to her first time to go to bed. And I think I'm probably better about her routine than my own routine.
1: <laughs> I, that, yeah, that's how it goes, I think. So, be interesting for you to like, I, I tell my patients to write it down um, so that there's definite order to it. Um, and I think it's interesting to just kind of write everything down and, and have a list of five to 10 things. And then um, for, my, for my people who are list makers, um, I have a lot of list making patients because I think Um, You know, we just have a lot of really smart, driven, busy people here in Jackson. I tell everyone to just make a last a master list in their phone or or write it out, because otherwise you're list making in your head all the time. What did I do today? What didn't I do? What do I have to do tomorrow? And that's one of the things that I've found. Um, People are like, I can't sleep at night. And I always ask, well, why, what are you doing in bed when you're trying to sleep? And they're like, well, I'm, 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 I'm going over everything I did and what I have to do the next day. And I'm like, Hey, if you can't fall asleep, get your phone out, make a master list. So you're not thinking about, we'll wake up in the morning and you will look at it. You won't forget. Right. Um, and that seems to be helpful. also. Very
0: cool. And then one more thing, melatonin, can you take that every day or do you need to take it for a while, get off of it? I've heard things like that.
1: Yeah. So there was kind, there was, there was a research study like a while ago that said that melatonin, um, suppressed hormonal function, but that's since been refuted by, by, uh, by a lot of studies. Um, and there's, there's no negative feedback loop for melatonin. So it's non-toxic. There's no receptors in, in your cardiac or pulmonary cells. Um, and, and my feeling is if it declines as we age, and it's just kind of, you know, production is, is going down and you need melatonin because it helps you get a better night's sleep, then keep taking it. And then, you know, if you feel like you don't need it, ditch it, but it it will work as a one-off it's, it's, it can work better as a cumulative supplement. Um, sometimes I have patients who take it a couple nights in a row and they don't notice a difference, but then when they after they've been on it for a month, they really notice. Mm-hmm. I'm really sensitive. I can if I, I know kind of ahead of time if I'm going to have trouble sleeping, and I'll take melatonin. But other days I'm really tired, and I know I'll be able to fall fall asleep right away, and I don't take it. So it can go either way.
0: Great, cool, awesome. Any other things on de-stressing?
1: Um, really well. I don't, well, one, one thing just in terms of the athletic population is mm-hmm. lot. I have a lot of patients in Jackson who work by day and are like, you know, backcountry, like, you know, uh, amateur athletes by, by, by night. And I'm one of them too. Like we push hard and then we go into the backcountry and we push even harder, um, and what you see is when there's like a, a life event or a stressor or something goes wrong with one of the kids or work, work, something at work blows up, it can be t- way, way too much for the body. And so I always tell, um, I always tell my patients, like if you're training, like an athlete, like if you're, if you're working out like two or three hours a day and you're going on like very long hikes and, and you're at the resort, you know, 12 or 15 hours a week, make sure you, you are doing nutrition like an athlete because otherwise it can just tap your system out. I think, um, it's easy to, to push yourself super hard and and not think about, you know, oh, I need extra protein. Oh, I need extra carbs. Oh, I need extra fat. I need to replenish because I pushed myself so hard. And, and that's kind of what you see in a professional athletic population and out here in Jackson, we all almost work out just as much as an athletic Uh, professional athletic population it's just important to make sure you're giving yourself those nutritional buffers if you're if you're pushing yourself in that way so that's it
0: i I can see that here definitely all right last question so then in your own personal life what one habit or practice has been most impactful on your health or well-being
1: um, yeah, so in January I joined a meditation group, and I've been meditating eleven minutes, ten to eleven minutes a day, every day since January. Um, and I think that has that has had the the most profound effect on my mental health, my stress, um, and it's uh, over overflowed and cascaded into into physical for sure.
0: And why a meditation group as opposed to meditating on your own?
1: You know, I've, I've, I've always meant to start meditating on my own Dang. for like a decade and it's just never happened. And, um, community is so important. And, um, you know, we know, we know that like humans are social creatures and that when we, when we pull that from them, you know, you, you know, in, in isolation, you see like depression, anxiety and stuff like that. And, and I just felt like kind of linking into a community and, and a, and a group of women who were, like me, maybe struggling to, to be consistent, um, the goals would be, would be a good idea. And I tried it out and it's just, I just, you know, got, got lucky and linked in with an incredible group of women who, who want to be consistent in meditation also. And it it was, it's been really helpful. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to health in the Whole. If you liked it, please subscribe so you can hear more episodes.
1: And remember, this podcast is not medical advice. Consult your health provider before doing anything drastic.